Isaiah. Pop, yeah. He was like, yeah, he FaceTimed me. I'm like, you know, I was trying to call you the last couple of nights. He goes, cuz, I'm right outside. Can you open up the door? I'm like, I'm like you are. So I run. The best is I run outside, and then I go out back. I'm like, you're not here. Bro. Bro, stop playing with me. He goes, I'm not outside the other side. <laughs> so I went outside, and there he was. He's doing good, though, man. He's doing good. That's yeah, great. it was a nice surprise. I was like, dude, I was going to beat you up, man. For a minute there, you're not picking up my call. He goes, because I've been busy. I said, I know, I know. Because I only call him once, like I told you. And yeah. I know when he don't pick up, either somebody's around or right, he's busy, right. you know. So I don't call him back for like three, four days. Yeah. You know. He's been busy minute, right? Yeah, yeah, he's doing his thing, man. I'm very proud of him. But it was funny because it was almost a change of classes. And I said, if you don't leave now, the school will just run after you. Yeah. Like, they'll run, yep. literally run outside after him. Pop, pop. I said, get in the car now. And go. <laughs> <laughs> just get in the car and go. <laughs> it was funny. Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're our kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. Fall asleep, oh sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Another edition of Guzman's Gridiron presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. Kyle Bennett, Coach Guzman coming at you from the Double Eagle Saloon and Deck Bar here in Vineland, New Jersey. And we're talking after a win, Coach. A big win on homecoming against EHT went down on Saturday afternoon. For the most part, the rain held off and a 38-0 win is in the books. It is, Kyle, and you know what? Um, these kids were waiting. They were. It was a long-awaited win for them. Um, again, they put in the time, um, and they uh, they played a pretty mistake-free football game. So we're very proud as a staff for that to have uh, been the outcome, and also the fact that, you know, the kids stayed the course. Um, they didn't get too high. They didn't get too low. They stayed in the moment, and um, yeah, very happy for them. And also, very happy for the kids of Island that the rain did hold off. The rain gods did. Uh, they listened to us. Solid. They listened to us. They did us a solid. So it was good. Overall, uh, a fantastic afternoon, you know, from start to finish. Miss Monogram, the yep. game, everything in between. 38-0, though, against a rival. Feels great. This week compared to last week, what do you feel like offensively changed for you guys where it did feel like, once again, you were able to move the ball when you wanted to move the ball. There wasn't any, like, getting stuck in the mud type of situations. There was a lot of fluidity to the offense this week. What do you think flipped from last week against Holy Spirit to this particular game against EHT where you guys were able to kind of move the ball at will both on the ground and through the air? Um, I I think what happened was, and I I mentioned this the last time we spoke, 
um, we really simplified the, the, the playbook. We, you know, we trimmed the fat and, um, you know, we really just honed in on exactly what is it that our team really does well. Um, and again, you know, in doing that, it showed, uh, you know, the um, homecoming game against the HT. Uh, there was a lot more fluidity to the game. Um, the kids were uh, hunkered in and knew exactly what to do when we asked. Um, if there was any type of audibleing, it was caught up uh, very quickly. And um, again, you know, the uh, uh, you know the assignments, the alignments, and the adjustments that the kids had to make on defense clearly shown, very clearly. Things got started with a bang. Special teams comes to play. I know Marcelino was probably ready to go out and suit up with that special teams unit after that. Right. You know, to hold them to a three and out, and then on that punt, a low snap happens. You guys track it down, get the ball inside the five-yard line and punch it in for the two-yard score with Cephas. Talk about that, where, you know, we've talked about it all season long, where special teams can flip the script of a game one way or another, good or bad and can really set you up for success. How much did that particular special teams play where it lines your offense up inside, you know, the 10-yard line at the five, really kind of set the tone for this game too? It's like, here's a golden opportunity. Now go take advantage of what you've been given. Uh, I'll tell you what, can't say enough about Coach Marcelino Ojeda. Um, the gentleman just, he brings in a, a, a fresh vibe for the, for the kids to, you know, really gravitate towards, and he knows his stuff. He knows it in and out. Um, student, of, you know, student of the game. Um, makes sure that he always, you know, tries to throw different ideas off of, off of my chest and and see where I, uh, you know, feel about if if we can make these certain things happen. And um, like I said, I give him flexibility. I let Marcelino do his thing, um, and he, he's just very meticulous on how he goes about, uh, you know, not only go about situating the kids in their spots, but also what type of uh, attacks are we going to have by way of the front, the linebackers, the D-backs? How are we going to attack, uh, you know, this type of punt formation or this type of, you know, field goal formation? Um, so, again, he, he dots his I's, he crosses his T's, and I'm, I'm very excited to have him on staff. And as far as, you know, that opening play being the, you know, that, that point of, of, wow, okay, we're about to punch this thing now. It was it was amazing to see them execute it, and then amazing to see us execute on offense and get into the into the end zone. Where the week before in Holy Spirit we had a tough time uh, doing so. So a lot of positives this game. A lot of positives on all phases of the game. And we'll talk more about the offense, but you know we talk about Marcelino and some of these you know alumni who are on this coaching staff for you. Mm -hmm. Interim DC Ryan Shelton this week. <laughs> Pitching a shutout yes. defensively. Uh, we've talked about how he's kind of just been, you know, conjoined at the hip to Coach Smith. Absolutely. No hip to be conjoined to this week with Coach Smith out. Right. Talk about Shelton's execution of this defense and, and the game planning that he put in to be ready for a moment like this and to pitch a shutout in his first time running this defense by himself. Uh, I'll tell you what, Coach Ryan Shelton is – a film junkie. Um, he's also the type of gentleman that wants to know as much information as possible. Mm -hmm. So he's always picking uh, Coach Smith's brain. Um, I, I think I alluded, you know, to the fact back uh, one of our previous podcasts, I called them Batman and Robin. Yep. They really are, man. 
they're really Gotham City's best. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's nice in that um, everything that he was taught, again, I say it again, he's a product of our system. Um, who was the guy teaching him back then? Coach Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the guy, guys, that he would constantly call and, and uh, you know, he's playing semi-pro football as well. So he constantly calls us, tries to get critiques, even when he was in college. Me. And Coach Smith, mm-hmm. you know, so his defensive mind, as his football mind, football IQ is off the charts, man. He, it doesn't matter offensively, defensively, he knows football. Um, he takes his job very seriously. Um, he's dedicated his job not only to the kids, but to also, you know, venturing possibly into something later on that, uh, you know, might open up for him. So he really dedicates his time. It's a passion of his, um, and it showed again. It showed very clearly. Eht game. He pitched the shutout. Um, it's it's funny. So I get home, and uh, you know I'm I'm kind of taking in everything, right? And uh, all of a sudden it's about nine twenty at night, and I'm like, let me send this young man a little text real quick. So I send him a text, and you know basically telling him I'm so proud of him. You know, uh, he did an excellent job, and and to keep up the great work. You know, I'm so happy for him to be on staff, and I know he was excited. Like I know he, was, <laughs> he puts down thank you exclamation point exclamation point. So I know he was revving off his seat, and and again, it, it's 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 nice to have these guys that used to play for us have the alum come back and now give back to the kids of Violent that they know that they were given back to. Uh, at one point, and now they're returning the favor. So kudos to Coach Shelton. Excellent job. I'm proud of you, son. And it is one of those things, too, throughout the game and, you know, early on that that first drive the defense had, not that there hasn't been juice for Coach Smith being back because this defense has been spectacular all season long. Absolutely. But you could kind of tell that this defense wanted to perform well for Ryan Shelton. Absolutely. He has a a, a, a knack to – have them special relationships with, you know, the kids. Uh, you know, he knew the kids outside of, of you know, school, um, so they know him. They know what kind of work ethic he brings. They know what they expect. What, what Coach Shelton expects, he, he puts the bar real high. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kids know that. So they don't want to disappoint any of us, let alone people that they know they're working out with in the off season. So, um, again, uh, my hat goes off to Coach Shelton. Um, you know, Coach Smith was very pleased as well. Um, and uh, we're rolling come this week against Petsalkin. It's going to be nice. It's very fun. And, you know, Coach Shelton, your defense earned an Allen Associates player of the game Let's this go. week. Ryan Let's Maven. Go. I felt like there was nobody more deserving to yeah, have right. two, almost three interceptions in this game. One goes for a pick six. He was all over the field the entire yes. game. We talked post game. His vision in this game was spectacular. He was seeing the ball, I think, better than anybody out there, both offensively and defensively. He had arguably the best game of his high school career, and that's why Ryan Maven is our Allen Associates player of the game. And if you're looking for a reliable and experienced insurance agency that caters to all your needs, look no further than Allen Associates Insurance Services. With over six decades of experience under their belt, they specialize in health insurance, financial services, and accounting. And whether you're a part of the public or 
private sector, they've got you covered. Their family-owned business currently helps upwards of 300 groups throughout New Jersey, providing them with the best insurance options available. You can now easily learn more and access their services by visiting their brand-new website, which is linked in the description, both in audio and on YouTube. So check out their website and join the family and let them help you secure your future. You can also contact them today by calling 856-692-2250. That's 856-692-2250. Big thank you to Allen Associates for sponsoring the podcast all year long and our player of the game segment. Let's talk about Mr. Ryan Maven because wow. what a game. To have the vision like we mentioned that he had, almost had an interception on that opening drive, makes up for it, gets an interception on that second drive, and then later on in the game takes it to the house like 67 yards, I believe, for an interception yes. return for a touchdown. What clicked for him in particular in this game from your guys' perspective as a coaching staff? Um Ryan Maven, I've been uh, I've been waiting for a staple game from him. I, not just myself, the 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 whole coaching staff. Um, we know what he can do. Uh, he's an athlete, straight athlete. Uh, uh, works hard. You know, again, sticks to all his th uh, three A's: alignments, assignment, adjustment. Um, really a student in the game as well, and so much so that. All right, let's backtrack a little bit. So the first interception, which he should have had for a pick six, okay, um, he comes over to the sideline, and I said, you know what's going to happen, right? He goes, I know, Coach. I'm like, so say it. I owe you one. Yes, you owe me one. You owe me one. Not just me, your teammates. You owe us one, okay? I know what you – what he tried to do was time it up, mm -hmm. okay? I said, I know what you tried to do. It's not a problem. Make sure you, you get it back for us. Fast forward a little bit. What happens? He gets to pick underneath, right? They were trying to throw the ball underneath. There comes Maven, steals it, runs around the edge to the right. All right. Coach, I got that. I said, nah, nah that wasn't it. The one I'm waiting for is in there, in the end zone. That's the one I'm waiting All right, all right. And what happens? Quarterback tries to pitch. Gets hit, beautiful uh, uh, tackle by Julius Wilson. Pitches the ball. Because he studies film, he knew that that quarterback last minute always pitches the ball, even if he's getting tackled. Timed it up. The rest is history. 67-yard touchdown. And then he comes over and I says, that was the <laughs> one. That was it. <laughs> so uh, very proud of that man. Very proud of him. Um, he's gone through a lot of adversity uh, adversity with, you know, his legs, um, you know, beginning of the season. He, you know, he, he's going to TD, going to Dara, um, our athletic trainers, and, and, you know, they've nursed him back into great health. And um, now he's just playing carefree football, man. So I'm very proud of Ryan. And on top of that, he's flying all over the field, making tackles left and right, and has just been a valuable part of this defense Absolutely. all season long. And for that to, you know, come to fruition for him, homecoming in front of the home fans as well I'm sure you know he was juiced up about it he tried to be a little humble in yeah, our post game yeah, yeah, interview yeah. but you know I'm sure when he uh you know got in the car and was going home he was you know air boxing yes. you know the air and everything because he had himself a performance on absolutely. Saturday he uh I can tell you one thing he was definitely elated uh you know um he not only did he have the staple game that we've been waiting for but he also showed other other sides, other facets that, uh, you know, we know that that Ryan is a leader. We know that. 
but particularly in this game, he really showed that side, you know, a lot more than he has the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, he's he's one of them kids that's going to give you these these plays that you're going to be like, whoa, did he just do that? Yeah, he did. And, um, you know, kudos to Ryan Maven for his performance. And he is one of those players <clears throat> that, you know, he gets one of those, his swagger levels go through Sky the rockets. roof. Skyrocket. And then he's going to play with this confident cockiness, which is better than just being cocky. Yes. Yes. Through the rest of the game Absolutely. and is only going to take that swagger level up and up and it's going to bounce off the rest of the team, Absolutely. which you saw in this game through and through mm -hmm. offense and defense because whenever the defense did anything, you saw Tank lead that offense out there and he wanted to, he match, wanted to match what it. everything went down on the defensive side of things. Let's talk about Tank, you know, leading this offense, showcased his arm a little bit. <laughs> Got to be thrilled with what you saw from Tank, pal. Listen, I say it every week, Tyrell Powell, is the, he's the real deal, man. He He's not only an athlete, he's a football player. He's a football player. Um, against somebody that you can plug and play at multiple positions, um, he's going to go ahead and do his due diligence. He's going to watch film. He's going to be out there orchestrating as he should. Um, he's going to be out there managing the game as he should. Um, and he's going to make big plays mm -hmm. as he should. You know, um, you know, whether it was in the air, you know, to Mason Afanador, that name comes up regularly, don't it? Um, you know, or himself running it in. It, it, this kid is just, he is someone that at the next level, again, whoever gets him is going to get a great kid. It's just like the uh, Bosa's, right? Everybody wants a Bosa. Mm -hmm. Well, you better get a pal, man. Get a pal because I'll tell you what, this kid is special. He's special, man. I got to ask, who on the coaching staff, or is it Tank himself, that's a Jalen Hurts fan? Because mm. it seems like the past couple weeks there's been a hybrid tush-push <laughs> in the playbook on these short distance yards, and Tank has executed it perfectly, perfectly every single time. What went into kind of, you know, utilizing that aspect of Tank's rushing ability and using his core strength from his legs – to give you guys that advantage on those short distance uh, plays there. Um, I made it a point this week to talk with the staff, and I um, I let them know, look, rest of the way going in, we're going to go ahead and, and switch up our conservative play and, and, and roll the dice a little more. Um, uh, you know, if you saw that, you know, the EHT game, the homecoming game, I went ahead, I went for it on fourth down, you know, four times. Out of the four, we converted three. Um, I'll take that any day. Mm -hmm. Any day of the week, I'll take that. Um, and the one we didn't convert, we didn't convert by maybe a yard and a half. Uh, and w those are sticking points that we're going over with the kids as well. You know, when we're trying to convert a fourth down uh, play, you've got to know where the sticks are. You just mm -hmm. have to know where the sticks are. And that that's common in any at any level of play. Right. Um, so, you know. From us going from more of a conservative style to, to pushing it, um, it allows for these kids to also showcase other uh, intangibles that they may have. And, wow, what an intangible that is to have, huh? This kid kept his legs going, um, found the crease, and just converted with no no problems in the next play. Let's go, Coach. You know, he's just uh, – he's a special delight, I'll tell you that much. you got 31 NFL teams – punch in air that you guys can convert it but they can't yeah, but they can't. Uh, they can't let's talk about that touchdown pass too to Xavier 
Yes. Xavion finds a perfect seam to run, finds himself in the end zone. Tank just floats that thing. Perfect. Just flawless <laughs> execution on that. Love seeing Xavion get involved in the offense as well. Obviously, Absolutely. he's been a core part of the special teams unit since he got called up to varsity and then right. has been a core member of the defense as well. Really getting in the mix on offense this week in particular, too. Catching that touchdown pass. Got a couple wide receiver runs, runs. as well, which yes. was very fun to watch. Uh, just talk about, you know, his involvement in the offense this week and what you guys want to see from him against Penn Saucon as well. Um, I'll tell you what, Xavion is just scratching the surface, you know. Very talented player. Um, you know, not only is he fast, he's he's dynamic, he's elusive, um, and he runs beautiful routes, man. He really runs his routes uh, really well. Um, and, you know, not only that, but he's putting in the time in the film room, you know. So so he's, he's picking up on these little intangibles that maybe uh, people might, you know, overlook, whereas he really hones in. He listens to the coaching, and uh, he displays it come game day. I mean, that was a beautiful 39-yard touchdown pass by, you know, Tyrell to, to Zavion. Um, and it was almost as if, he, like, just like you said, he like he flicked a wrist and mm -hmm. just put it up there um, in stride, you know, had, didn't lose a step, and, and he's in the end zone, you know. So um, Zavion is the type of player that, you know, any team would love to have, um, but we're now – utilizing them in a lot of different ways as you saw um you know even in the run game we'll utilize them um so you know there's a lot more to see out of Xavion. we saw a lot out of nasir lewis this week as well really being that bruiser back you know in between mm -hmm. the tackles and utilized him a lot in the running yes. game this week talk about just his involvement in the offense this week what went into that decision as well and then just what you saw from him being able to grind out those tough yards, especially in, you know, kind of colder weather conditions as right. well. And then rain picks up a little bit in the fourth quarter. So to use, you know, his bruiser back ability, if you will, throughout this game, what went into just his overall involvement and what did you guys like from his performance? So Nazir Lewis, um, a downhill runner, uh, you know, he's going to get you, you know, those tough yardage uh, when you need it. Um, and, and this kid, you know, he's young, you know. Um, but I'll tell you what, he has a heart of gold, man. He just – he comes to play every, every, every you know, every uh, week he comes to play. Um, as far as us, you know, looking more uh, – looking at other things that, that maybe he can bring to the table, um, right now we're happy where, where he is, where he's developing. Um, you know, we know what he does well, and we keep putting him in situations to do well. So um, – the main thing with, with Nazir, as well as all our backs, is ball security. We stress ball security. We can't do nothing without, without that ball, so we got to secure that. Um, and as far as, you know, him maybe being utilized in other uh, uh, aspects of our offensive package, um, that's something that, you know, he'll matriculate into. Um, but right now we're very happy where he is. And um, as far as all the backs are concerned, it really don't matter which – back is out there they're they're even our smallest back in Cephas is going to run between the tackles mm -hmm. so it, you know we're going to get outside you know even with maybe the quote-unquote slowest back it doesn't matter we're going to put them in spots to win we're going to put them in spots to succeed and um you know we can't be happier with uh you know and what Nazir Lewis is doing for us right now and it did feel like with the involvement that Nasir had in this game and, you know, using a Xavion and Mason of Fanador as those wide receiver kind of runs as well. It gave 
Josh time off of his feet too, where the past couple weeks he's had to be a three-down back and kind of carry the load of the running back room. He got his, got his touchdown in this one, but you didn't have to utilize him the entire game, and I think right. that's going to benefit him this upcoming week and throughout the playoffs and especially in that Millville game as well. Absolutely. So, you know, we're being a lot smarter in that sense where we know what we have in the back, you know, uh, staple. Uh, we, we, we know what we have, you know, so we've got to utilize all their strengths. Um, and, and I think that, you know, in our OC and, and uh, Coach Hendricks, you know, he's seeing that as well. So we don't have to go ahead and have this, you know, uh, bell cow of a back when we have four or five guys that can each contribute in their own way. So um, we're doing our due diligence to make sure that everybody stays as healthy as possible, especially entering these, you know, playoff rounds. And for Coach Hendricks, it felt like he was having a ton of fun in this game, you know, to kind of just be loose – be himself, be the creative mind that he is too. It felt like this was the most fun he's had all year because he was really able to open up the playbook for himself in terms of what you guys have in there and really just kind of let loose and be free and have fun. And no matter what happened, you were able to bounce back and, you know, say something didn't work. The very next play, you capitalized on something not working. Absolutely. Um, again, as far as my OC and, and Coach Dwayne Hendricks and my DC and – and Clifton Smith, um, I let them do their thing. Uh, you know, we're talking about grown men with mm -hmm. grown credentials. I mean, grown credentials. I mean, come on. You know, I think they're 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 more than qualified to go ahead and and uh, you know utilize all those experiences that they've gone through through their lives and their uh, football uh, uh, you know history to to go ahead and come up with these packages for us either offensively or defensively and we can succeed using their packages um so i don't try to delve into their business un unless i really have to i let them go ahead and be creative and, and let loose you know and and you saw coach hendrix letting loose on on uh, that eht game you know you have batman and robin he was kind of like the joker this yeah, week yeah, he yeah, was yeah, just, you know, throwing all the cards out there <laughs> yeah, ready to roll he had the playbook open <laughs> it and was you know very what? fun it should be like that he should be allotted to be able to use that playbook and manipulate it in any way uh shape or form and like i told you to him you know chris gilbert you know you got mike wimbish you know that that three-headed monster and then you got coach Vizo as well you know we really don't talk about he's like the uh i always call him the quarterback whisperer you know, he's, he re, he has a way, Coach Chris Vizo has a way of getting the best out of these kids um, mentally. Uh, he, he really has a knack for easing their minds and bringing them down to a point where they can function a lot better during the game. So very proud of my whole, whole offensive crew. They're doing a great job as well as my defensive crew. And for you guys to now have pitched two shutouts right. at Catone Stadium, knowing that that crowd comes out no matter what the weather conditions are, right. no matter what day of the week it is. Right. It's safe to say that there is certainly a home field advantage at Catone Stadium once again. Absolutely. Uh, you know, thank you, uh, you know, Violent Community for coming out, supporting our kids. Um, again, I can't say enough. You know, they, they need that support, and you guys are standing right, right there with them. And, um, you know, kudos to you guys, too. I appreciate it. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to finish recapping this matchup against EHT, and we're going to dive into the final regular season game of the season at Penn Salkin. So don't go anywhere. We're going to have a word from our sponsor. This is Guzman's Gridiron on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network.
And welcome back, everybody. Big thank you to our sponsors. So, Coach, overall, a 38-0 win. There's not much negative that you can take away from that. But, you know, right. watching the film this week, what are some things that stood out? And overall, how would you kind of grade this game across the board for you, your staff, and the team? Um, I, I, I think that an honest overall grade for this week would be a B plus. And that's being very honest. Um, you know, you can see the score for what it is, right? You see, all right, 30, 38-0, you got a goose egg. Come on, Coach, how can that not be an A+. plus? Well, we're, we critique these kids and our jobs as well, um, you know, like a knife, okay? So in that being said, um, a lot of mistakes were still made, even us. Even us as a staff made some, you know, mistakes there that – Maybe in a playoff situation, a game, a playoff game, maybe that'll cost us the game. Okay, so um, today in film and install, it was a lot of, you know, just, yes, be excited. We got a goose egg. It was 38 nothing. Great job on both ends. Great job on special teams. However, look at this wrong that we did. Look at this wrong that we did. So we didn't really hone in so much on the good. We went ahead, we let them know, look, you guys performed, you did your thing. However, now let's look at what we can make better for the you know, following game. So that's where our mindset was. We made sure the kids understood that we're not bringing them from this high point down again. We want them to open their eyes to the little things. I always say this, right, the little things that take care of the big things later. Um, the big thing being hopefully getting a chip, you know, you know, we could be that dark horse mm -hmm. that comes in. and just get and, in the dance. Yeah, we just need to get in the dance, you know. And, and these kids know that now. They know that they could succeed at a high level. We went through a gauntlet all year and uh, strength of schedule. Um, so there's nothing real, uh, how could I put it, new, if you will, that mm -hmm. they're going to jump into and be like, oh, coach, we don't know how to handle this. No, you guys have seen it. Seen it at different levels of play. Now we got to just go ahead, handle our business, execute, and make sure that – Every time we step on the field, it's it's a business-like mentality, and we're going to go ahead and try to get this W. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it, too. You look at two of those games early in the season, we could be talking about a four-win football team at this point. Absolutely. You know, So if you continue to just hone in on the things that are those little things that will pay off in the end, who's to say what could happen right. just get in the dance? Absolutely, and that's why it's been such a, a focal point for us as coaches to understand that it is nice to win. It's great. You know, it's a great feeling. However, you've got to build off of not just the win, but all of those little miscues, mm -hmm. they've got to be corrected if you want to go ahead and be later in that postseason with those big boy teams. How much of an energy switch was practice today, knowing that you're coming off a win during the weekend, the homecoming festivities and everything there? Right. How much of a, a fun new energy was there in the building today? Uh, the energy was great. You know, the kids are happy. Like I said, I, I just – it's nice to walk in a, a film room and, and the kids are lit up. That's what that see that's that's the that's that uh intrinsic value that, you know, money can't give you that that feeling, you know. It's those faces smiling back at you, you know, knowing that, hey, they put trust in us as a coaching staff. We put trust in them as as the players because we can't play no more and everything got executed and done to the point where yes, we got the W and we got it in front of our home crowd. And we did it not only for ourselves, but it was homecoming. These kids of Violin deserve all this good. You know, it, it was just nice. And, oh, before I forget, Kylie, 
Congratulations to you. Yoan, congratulations to you, man. You guys deserve it. You guys look great. Our new as well as all our kids. Yeah, yep. congrats to the entire Miss Monogram court as well. Um, and, you know, going into this week, obviously with the game on Saturday now, instead of the long week, you have the short week. What is kind of that preparation there, knowing that, you know, you're coming off a game day on a Saturday, you have to turn around and play six days later instead of a full week? Um, you know, it's it's business as usual, Kyle. There's no, uh, no switch in our game. Um, you know, the kids know that. Uh, you know, the staff knows that. So we're just doing our due diligence, making sure the game plan is airtight, which it is. We've already gone over uh, the logistics of it on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're ready. We're rocking and rolling come this week. Come tomorrow, it'll be full, full practice on, on Wednesday, walk through on Thursday, and then let the, let the sparks fly Friday night lights. Friday, another road trip for you guys yep. at Pensacola this year. Uh, a team that, you know, they've won some games this year. But right. in comparison, their strength of schedule, not as high as your guys' strength of schedule. So, obviously, you don't ever want to take an opponent lightly. Never. But you also got to take into account that, you know, they haven't played the upper echelon talent that you guys just went through on an entire gauntlet run right. throughout this middle portion of the season. What are some things that have stood out to you guys as a staff from Pensacola this year in particular that, you know, you got to hone in on, you got to be aware of that they're able to execute those things well? Uh, you know, the biggest thing, um, in, in our opinion, you know, they got some speedy guys back there. Uh, you know, they have a, a lefty quarterback, so the ball comes out, you know, a little different. Um, but other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's about playing football, executing, you know, X's and O's and, Blocking and tackling, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, my old coach used to say, Coach France, you know, it's all boils down to blocking and tackling, son. So, again, um, you know, mis we're looking at mistake-free football, executing on all phases, all three phases of the game, and making sure that, you know, we don't get too high, we don't get too low, we stay in that pocket. And, um, you know, again, we're anticipating this week again, man. It's a, it's a different feel, right? We're coming off this win and we're all pumped up, but we – we also make sure that we, uh, you know, just keep ourselves humble and, and ready for what's to come on Friday. Got to watch some of that Tua Tagovailoa film throwing <laughs> left-handed. How much does that change, you know, from just a, a visual perspective as a defender playing against a left-handed quarterback? It, uh, it, it's, it's different in the sense that, again, the ball comes out different. You, his first read isn't going to be to the right. You know, he opens up, it's to the left, you know. Um, so it, it's in that regard, it's different, um, but it's still football. It's still a football getting thrown. Um, it's just, you know, the dynamics of us where the linebackers are opening up, you know, uh, where the D-backs are opening up. It's not the typical right-handed quarterback. That's the only difference. Other than that, we're playing football, man. And, I mean, from a, a pressure situation, too, because obviously quarterback's blindside switches up now, too, with a left-handed right. quarterback. Does that – make you want to, you know, adjust anything along the defensive line and maybe, you know, throughout the game cycle through anything, switch guys on either end, or is it still kind of business as usual? Business as usual, man. Both ends both ends that we have can get to the quarterback, and they've shown it. So it doesn't matter, and we've already faced a lefty quarterback this year, so it doesn't matter what side we're coming from. And like I said, I, I, I mentioned this in the paper, we're playing carefree football. We don't, you know, we're, we're 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 not no upper echelon team, but we're no slouch either, no slouch whatsoever. We play every team hard, um, so every team that that's confronted us, even their coaching staff afterwards, let us know. Look, guys, you're getting better every week. 
um, you know, you guys, you guys are right there, right there. Keep working, you know, and that's what we're doing. We're just working every week to get better. Um, and it shows every week that we are getting better. So, um, again, you know, playing carefree football right now, you know, in the time that we're at, as far as our schedule is, is pretty cool. So those that are out there about the players, they're the ones that got to be on the lookout. Not us. We're just we're playing football and enjoying it. And the kids are having fun doing it. How valuable is it to have film of your defense playing against a left-handed quarterback from earlier in the season to use as a teaching tool and a learning tool from what you guys did against that quarterback earlier in the year to what you want to fix and correct against another left-handed quarterback as well defensively? Um, it's nice in a sense that we know how to adjust our drops. Um, you know, we know how to adjust our defenses accordingly. So – in that sense, it's, it's it's nice to have, you know, some prior film with a lefty quarterback. But, again, it all boils down to, you know, blocking, tackling, and execution of, of your game plan. So we're just hoping that we're on the, uh, on the winning side come this Friday. And, you know, offensively, what are some things that you guys want to build upon from this game against EHT that you just had and take that into this matchup against Pensacola? And what are some things that you'll have to adjust because of how their defense kind of schemes themselves? Um I'll tell you one thing. What we're what we're looking for in in the maturation process uh, of our team is not only the offensive side of the ball, or the defensive, or or you know special teams, but we're looking at an overall uh, maturation process to happen for our kids. You know, um, there's a lot of things that we have to clean up on all three phases. I'm telling you, they, again, score will tell you one thing. But film tells you a whole different story. So um, we're just hoping to go ahead, clean up what we need to, um, you know, come this week and then put everything together and, and, and hopefully paint a, a masterpiece come Friday. Business as usual, obviously, even Absolutely. though it is a road trip. What is kind of the, the mindset now coming off of a win to then hit the road, going up against a team that you guys don't have too much familiarity with? Obviously, they were added to the schedule last year Not for the sure, first man. time. Uh, so it is kind of a newer age opponent for you guys as a whole. But what is kind of the, the mindset for final regular season game? Let's go out with a bang and handle our business on the road. Well, you know, the biggest thing is these kids know that this has playoff implications. So um, the kids are, are, are biting at the bit to get on that field and, um, you know, perform. But I tell them, like, listen, stay in the moment, especially my seniors. Stay in the moment because once it's gone, it's gone, man, you know. So, you know, they're understanding what I'm telling them. They're, they're okay, coach, yeah, like just enjoy every day you're on that practice field. Enjoy being with your teammates because these are lifelong, you know, friendships that you make, you know. So um, I think that that's, that's the main centerpiece for our message for the kids, just to stay in the moment, work with each other to what? ultimately get this win come Friday and proceed on to the postseason. So. And how much, if at all, any emphasis is it to not look ahead to be dialed in for this particular this game, game, even though there you know, are playoff implications, you don't want to look ahead to that because nope. it's not a foregone conclusion. Nope. You don't want to look ahead to Thanksgiving because that's still a month and a half away. Absolutely. How much is it to kind of just be tunnel vision on Pensac and as a whole to make sure that, as Jalen Hurd says, the main thing stays the main thing and you guys come away with a win? Um, so we preach to the kids every game that we've had this year, it's, we never look ahead. There is no looking ahead tonight. 
whatever we have on the schedule for that week is what we hone in on. It's the only name that you hear during the whole practice session. You won't hear, oh, but if we play this team well, then maybe we can go ahead and play, you know, uh, uh, Washington Township a little bit. No. It's, you know, Clearview. It's Ocrest. It's whoever we have on schedule. That's the only team you keep hearing throughout the whole week. Once we get that game out of our, you know, uh, uh, hat, next game approaches, that's the team. So we really have these kids focused in on team by team and moment by moment. Stay in the moment is the big message. How excited are you guys as a staff to kind of just continue to see Tank and the rest of this offense kind of progress? It seems like week by week everything started to click a little bit more and a little bit more consistently too. Obviously, the one hiccup being the Holy Spirit game. But like we mentioned after that, they're the number four team in the state. You're yes. kind of foregone conclusion going to experience some hiccups in those situations, especially right. when you're throwing Tank out there for his second full game at quarterback. Right. But to see the progressions that they've had, especially this past week, what ex excites you guys the most about what this team can build upon from a win like this, from that confidence boost like this, and go out and try to replicate and improve upon a 38 to zero win offensively uh you know with with tank at the helm it just it makes things a lot easier for us um he's like a general out there he's he knows exactly where everyone belongs um you know so you'll see him dictating he's a lot more comfortable in you know in that position now um so it's nice to see him mature um you know as as the new qb for our football team and he takes it you know like a grain of salt, like, yeah, coach, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and I'll dictate to the kids more. It's it's just neat to see that because when we threw them into the first game, you didn't see none of this. and It was just like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to perform as best I can, coach, no problem. Second game, he's a little looser. You know, all right, may have you may have seen his finger go up once to tell somebody something. This game, he's bang, bang, you're up, you're back. He's – He's an amazing kid, man. He's an amazing kid. I can't wait to hear his audible calls this oh, week. Dude. Dude. <laughs> He's going to be out there don't yelling. Be surprised. You know, don't, be don't be surprised. Green 48. Don't be surprised if he makes his rendition of Mr. Paint himself. <laughs> razor, razor, razor. Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, but that kid is a smart football player. So, again, we're, we're waiting and anticipating in the wins for Friday. And, you know, we didn't mention at the top, but, you know, coming out of this EHT game seemed like relatively clean injury-wise. Yes. How's everything on the injury front as a whole? How's everybody healing? You know, obviously you have some nicks and bruises along the way, but how's the injury front looking going into Pensalkin? Um, going into Pensalkin, we're looking pretty good. You know, um, you know, you saw Carter out there, so his back wasn't, you know, tightening up on him like that. He received everything that he needed to receive, um, you know. As far as everybody else, they're, they're, you know, regular Knicks and after a game, nothing crazy. So, knock on wood again, we, um, we're anticipating going in 100% healthy. We're going to talk a little more Pensacan, but obviously, you know, we talk about our alumni every week too. <laughs> and uh, both pals playing on a Saturday. Tank played a little bit longer than Tyreem this week. Yes, yes. Let's talk about this controversial targeting call because <laughs> – you and I, I know, are on the same page here. I know about 99% of the country was on the same page with us. In no way, shape, or form should that have been called a targeting play. I showed it to my mom. She was like, there's no way that's targeting. No. no. Gets called targeting. 
No. Tyreem gets horrible. ejected from the game. Horrible. When he's on his way to having a phenomenal game against an old school powerhouse Shh. in Michigan State. Just a disastrous call by yes. those referees. Um, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm looking right at the camera. Referees, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Absolutely ashamed of yourselves. You took a, a young man, okay, that not only did he do everything perfectly right, he kept his head up, he saw what he was tackling, okay, he used his shoulder, his left shoulder. You, see, you could slow it down in every increment. It was a picture-perfect, picture-perfect blitz by 22. Picture perfect. I mean, I, I was out of my mind when I saw that play. I mean, I could not believe that the refs would call that targeting. Targeting is when you hit with the crown of your helmet. Mm -hmm. When you're where you, when I you're mean, spearhead. Yeah, you're spearing somebody. No, this man had his head up, shoulder hit, great crack in the backfield. I mean, that stadium lit up. All, all in all, to get what a late flag, you're off. What? How they did that, Why? They, again, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves, okay? Um, but guess what? The ball don't lie, don't it? <laughs> the ball don't <laughs> lie. So, sorry, Michigan State, but I called it here, didn't I? Took that Shiano, out. Shiano <laughs> had his boys ready. I called it on the last show. He was going to have his boys ready, and what a win. What a win. But, uh, Tyreem, just hang in there, man. Hang in there. There's going to be a, a lot of controversial calls in your life. This was one of them, but, you know, as Kyle put it, 99.9% .9 of the nation saw that it was a legal hit. And you're going to tell us that he's not going to use that as motivation for this <laughs> oh, next game? Oh, man. He better because I would be – I'd have pictures of it all got, over my room. I got to look up here who Rutgers University is playing this coming yeah, week. To, they better be ready. To set the scenes here for everybody <laughs> to know that Tyreen Powell is going to come back with a vengeance Absolutely this week. Is. As it looks like Rutgers is playing the University of Indiana. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. He's going to be firing on all cylinders, man. Can I make another prediction? This man's going to have two picks. Not to mention a couple sacks. Get ready. Indiana, get ready. I'm gonna, double digit tackles is a oh, that, That's going to happen. A that's lock. automatic, but. He's going to make some plays, and he'll, there'll be two crucial picks that he'll have. You watch. Yeah, he's going to be back with event. He's going to be like an event. He's going to be everywhere. <laughs> he, he's, but he – listen, very few people that I've seen play the game of football can cover the amount of space and the amount of time that that young man can cover. So, again, I say good luck, Indiana. That's it. This guy's going to be firing on a whole different level, so – Dick Buckus Award, get ready, clean yep. it up, get it nice and uh, nice and ready because the man that's going to be wearing is number 22 from Rutgers. I'm telling you that right now. Congrats to Rutgers and Coach Ciano on a big-time win against Michigan State. 100% congratulations. Pop was in town. Yes, he was. Had the mini-bye <laughs> this week because they played on Thursday night football. Surprised you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sitting in the office <laughs> with Coach Schifalalio, uh, and I get a FaceTime call, and who is it? It's pop, <laughs> and I, and it was just a funny, you know, cat and mouse game. I'm like, all right, so where are you? I'm, I'm in the side door. All right, so I run through the weight room. I go out the side door in the back. You're not here. The other side door. <laughs> I run back inside. 
Go out the other side door, and lo and behold, there's Isaiah Pacheco in his glory, man. Um, just good to see him. You know, that smile, you know, it, it's infectious, man. It, and, and just to know that he, he's okay, he's safe, um, you know, it brings me all the joy in the world, you know. Um, we talked for a little bit. You know, he's healthy. Um, he's happy. And, uh, you know, we're, um, we're looking to have, you know, maybe do dinner when he gets uh, his bye week and, and what have you coming up. So um, I'm just proud of that, man. He's a, he just never changes. He's him, you know, through and through, mm-hmm. like I always say. Uh, not to mention, you know, Demby um, and, and, you know, Mr. Powell and stuff. They're, all, they're just good dudes, man, really good dudes. But, yeah, that little guy. Uh, <laughs> Snuck up on And I on say you. little guy very loosely, but <laughs> it's like he's growing, too. He's, I know. He's like 6'1 now. It's absurd. They, they, they talk about it. And that's without 11. He is not 5'11. Or, or I'm shrinking. One of them, something's <laughs> happening here because I'm like – Bob, are you getting taller? He goes, cuz I think I'm getting taller. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at you. I don't know. It's that it's Kansas coming. City barbecue. I guess it's that barbecue. <laughs> I, I may have needed a lot of that barbecue when I was growing up. Because <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I grow this way. I don't grow that way. But anyway, no, nah, but he uh, he came by, you know, and uh, it was just nice to see him. And then I had to shoo him along because it was about to be the pop. Love Give him the Taylor Swift treat. Yeah, man. yeah. I was like, go, go, get in your car. And go. while Pop was visiting you. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift made an appearance on Saturday Night Live this week. <laughs> Isn't that – I mean, it's for real, man. I think that they – they're. It, I know it's not official, I guess. Like, right? Well, this week – is it? This week was kind of showing signs that it might be because they had a nice little dinner date at the SNL after party at Nobu okay. in New York. Okay. Well, maybe it's official now, but I think they're good people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they they really match up really well, you know. she Like I said from, you know, day one, you know um, – She's got her money. He's got his money. None of them need each other for none of that. So if they're spending time with each other, it's because that they really find each other, you know, to be, uh, what is that? Compatible. Uh, compatible. There's the word. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, good for them. And kids, you know? cover your – they're a good-looking couple. <laughs> <laughs> they look good together. Yeah, they look good together. And, and I think they, they, they feed off each other's vibe um, because that woman also has big platforms that she performs on. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's a good, it's good not only for them, but it's good for the whole football, you know, spectrum because it's bringing so much light on, you know, the NFL now, as you talked previously in our previous uh, podcast, where you would see a lot of these Hollywood stars at NBA games. Mm -hmm. Now they're starting to filter in the NFL, uh, uh, realm. So, you know, kudos to both of them. I think they're great people. And it might be, you know, the Swifties that get the uh, the NFL to switch the turf out for the actual grass. Never know. You the never way that they were complaining know. when Travis Kelsey got injured against oh, the Vikings, man. they said uh, it, it felt like they were, like, unionizing to go after <laughs> the NFL and say, we need, we need to, to change, change this now. 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 <laughs> um, I, listen, whatever they do, uh, like I said last time, I think it's just to make sure that they protect what they, what they have, mm-hmm. you know, their assets. So if they do switch it – Good, I mean, good for the game. No mm-hmm. problem with me. Just please don't water it down anymore. No more crazy flags for just going like this to a quarterback. Yes. Like, ah, let him get hit. They get paid millions anyway. And Pop's going to Germany in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's going to Germany. How stoked Miami. is he for that? He's very happy. Um, I believe, yeah, I believe, I know this will be his first time ever uh, going over there to Germany. So, um, you know, it's going to be an experience for him. And, and the good thing about Pop is – 
I know that he's going to take that experience, right? And he's going to do something special over there for them for them kids, you know. Mm-hmm. He's always about the kids, man. So um, there's going to be kids all over the place speaking in a language he has no <laughs> idea. But I'll tell you what, Pop will put on a smile. He'll yep. sign all their autograph, you know, anything that needs to be autographed. And, um, you know, it, it'll be good for the, the, the people of, of Germany to have him over there. Penn Saucon upcoming final regular season home game. Yep. What are the expectations for you guys going into this one that you want to walk away when the clock hits zero fourth quarter, hanging your heads high, feeling good about this performance upcoming against Penn Saucon on Friday night? I'll tell you what, um, the kids are stoked. They're, uh, they're, they're seeing that their hard work pays off. Um, they're also, you know, getting this, this newfound energy, if you will, that, you know what, the, the dance ain't over. It's far from over, and this is what I keep instilling in their head. Like, you got to understand what schedule was placed before us. It was a gauntlet. So we went through some growing pains, but it truly was growing pains. We're war-tested. I think I told this one reporter, um, I want to say for the press, I told him, I said, you know, we're war-tested, man. We're playing great teams week in and week out. And now it's like we've got a carefree attitude, man. So I told him, I said, it's not because he said, so are are you uh, in any way um, kind of like uh, a little bit apprehensive of what's to come, you know, in the Millvilles. And the, I said, no. And I'm not saying it disrespectfully, cocky, disrespectfully. Yeah. I know. I even told him, I know what's over there. I know what's over there. Okay, I know what's o- over in all these other playoff teams. You know the Cherokees, and I know what's there. I know that the kids know that, but we're not going to shy away from no one. Mm-hmm. Zero people. You will not see violence shy away from any team. Number one team, number ten, twenty. It doesn't matter. We're going to play the game of football, and we're going to do it violent style. And that's it. That's the ball game. Going into this game, who's the who's the player or players? That you want to see have a, a Ryan Maven type of step up and, and been waiting for it. And here's that final regular season platform for them to do it. Um, I'm really waiting on a staple game from uh, Julius Wilson. I'm waiting on that staple game. I'm waiting on a staple game for Noah Cruz. Um, you know, there's, there's several guys, man. You know, Gavin Gallo. He looked pretty good. I don't mm-hmm. know. At the end, he looked pretty good. Pretty good. Look good um, on special teams, too, man. I mean, man. that man is another kid, plug and play, that we talk about. Um, can do it all. He's just he's, – he's incredible. But, yeah, if I had to pick defensively um, a few guys that I would like to see a staple game from, it would be them three guys, you know. Um, and I know that they can do it on, on any given game day. They can do it. Um, offensively, I would like to see Mr. Israel Sweat have his little – staple game you know that kid puts in a lot of time he don't miss um he's a great great kid you know um also you know Xavion hasn't showed us everything yet you know so i would like to see him have a nice little game there too um and yeah you know you uh, the stable of backs i want all our kids to perform well but uh yeah if i had to pick a few kids those are the ones that i'm really waiting a staple game from so there it is, Pennsauken on the road, 6 p.m. kickoff on Saucon. Friday at Pennsauken. Come on out, and if you can't make it, tune into the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at VLD Schools TV. It'll be myself, Rich Scarpa, on the call, so 
You'll have access to it on your TVs. Uh, and be sure to subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts in audio form so you don't miss out on any episodes of Guzman's Gridiron. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia, so you get the podcast in video form every Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. on our YouTube channel. Premieres just like live TV, so you can tune in, be in the chat with us. Uh, it's a lot of fun, so tune in uh, 7.30 p.m. Wednesday night for the video version, and we'll see you Friday, Coach. Hopefully next week talking about another big win, build upon this, and uh, then we might be talking about dancing. Listen, uh, and I'm one to go ahead and put on the dancing shoes real quick. <laughs> uh, let, let's hope that these kids uh, really take in the moment, and I, I know our kids will. I know our kids will, so um, come out. Come out, Violent Community, and uh, and keep supporting your kids at Violent. They're great kids. It's a big thank you to Allen Associates and the Double Eagles Saloon and Deck Bar, obviously, for hosting us and for sponsoring the podcast. And we'll see you guys next week when we're talking about wrapping up the regular season and hopefully talking about dancing into the playoffs. I woke up saying it's about time. Like a dog on a bar. We got gas in the